0: Hello, and welcome to One Single Thought, the podcast where two Christian single women take theological deep dives and bring perspectives on life, mixed with levity and joy. Heather, do you know what day it is? What day is it? It's Tuesday, and on Tuesdays, we usually podcast, well, every other Tuesday. But this is a very special Tuesday because it is our one-year Potiversary! Yeah. So all you listeners that have been here since episode one, I'm looking at you, Greg Gorman. We are happy <laughs> that you still listen. Yes, especially if you hate cats, we thank you for sticking around. Yes. You know, I was not stories. really a big cat lover, but Ricky's made me like cats, so that's a good. Thing. Well, that's good. Yeah. My job has been done. Your job is done. So a little recognition here on our one-year potiversary is that we have achieved a little over 10,000 downloads and probably by the time this episode airs, it'll be even more. And that's a huge milestone and I'm just thrilled. I think Heather echoes the same that we're Mm -hmm. just, well, I think we're thrilled and speechless that people have listened to us 10,000 times or more. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. And we are looking forward to the year ahead, future podcast episodes, hopefully some more special guests. So we're real excited. Now our actual first episode was on July 5th and if you want to go back I'll link it in the show notes. That's a great episode to start with to get to know who we are and and why we're doing this podcast. But the day that this podcast is coming out is our country, America, for those that live in the United States. Today is Independence Day. Heather why don't you talk about our topic today and why we chose it. So given that our podcast
1: comes out on July 4th, as you just said, we want to keep with the theme of independence, not specifically Independence Day, not specifically talking about freedom so much, but we thought we would talk about personal independence And what that means in terms of doing things on your own and being self-sufficient. So the questions we have about that are, for one, is this a godly behavior to be self-sufficient, to depend on yourself? Is it good? Is it bad? What are the implications of depending too much on yourself? Mm -hmm. So that's going to lead us to our one single thought, which we will explain later, as we always do. But our one single thought we have taken from our friend Beth Blackwell, which is, don't get jazzy. Don't get jazzy. Okay, Rose, let's start with what our culture says about independence.
0: So Heather and I both live in the United States. And I know that we have outside of the United States. But when we talk about our country and our culture, our country here in the United States was founded on freedom. And we have a culture that finds strength in our self-reliance, our ability to make choices, plotting our future, defining our own happiness. And you think about when you decide to go to university, when you graduate high school, you get to choose your own area of study. When Heather went to Florida State, she got to choose whatever her degree was going to be. Mm-hmm. When I went to Sullivan University, I decided what degree I was going to pursue. But it's interesting to think about international students. When they come here to go to college, they really struggle because they all functioned as a family unit In most countries. So making an individual decision like what is my field of study going to be, what is my degree going to be, is kind of foreign to them because they just don't have those same kind of freedoms as they're growing up in other countries. So I think our culture really speaks about independence whether it's from a countrywide level that we have freedom as citizens of the United States but also each person has their own personal freedoms that they enjoy because of the, of the country we live in. And so culture has really pushed self-reliance, being free to be you and me, and being able to exercise that. So even though the freedoms that we experience in the United States are in the, for the majority good, some of them, you know, the freedom to choose, we're talking about abortion and mm-hmm. where, a, you know, a life is at stake, You know, sometimes we take that freedom a little too far. So I think in some ways our independence is is good, but it it could also be bad. So Heather, why don't you share how it can be good?
1: So it's good to be independent in that God has actually created us to be independent at a certain level. By that I mean we are created to be self-sufficient and work for our daily provision while ultimately relying on Him to give us everything we need so an example of that would be the garden of eden with adam and eve adam was created to care for the garden before sin came into the picture his job was actually to tend the garden and the land was going to provide the food that he and his wife would need to to live on after sin came onto the scene God still expected them to take care of themselves physically. So he gave them clothing and he he told them the ground's going to be cursed because of your sin. But they were still to go out and to work the land, to procreate, to to fulfill the earth with descendants. And so they had a responsibility that they had to carry out. Even though that they had sinned, they're under a curse, but they still had expectations to live up to. So after sin came onto the scene, they're to take care of their families, to uphold their responsibilities, to obey God, to not be lazy. So we see that a lot throughout Scripture in the Old Testament, especially in Proverbs. We see over and over again that we're not to be lazy, that we are to to work. In Second Thessalonians 3.10, it says, if you don't work, you don't eat. And there's other Proverbs about not being a busybody, keeping to yourself in terms of not poking your nose where it doesn't belong, not wearing out your welcome. There's lots of things like that where we're told to, to mind our own business, basically. And we'll get into this in a bit, but I think there, there does have to be a balance there where you do have to ask others for help, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But overall, it is good, especially as single people and especially as single women, that you know how to take care of your basic needs, how to pay your bills, how to, how to feed your family if you have a family, putting their priorities ahead of your own making sure your kids are educated, those, are those types of things. So if you have the resources to do it, if God has blessed you with those resources, that you're using them wisely and that you aren't also expecting other people to take care of your needs. When you have the means to do that yourself, there needs to be some caution there. But it's good that you can, when you're able to do that on your own and take care of yourself and keep your commitments and your responsibilities, that's when independence can be a good thing, personal independence.
0: Rose, tell us how independence can be bad. So being too independent can cause pride to be very prevalent in your life. And we know from Scripture, Proverbs sixteen eighteen says, Pride comes before destruction and arrogant spirit before a fall. So we know if being too independent causes pride in our, in our lives, then that's sinful. And I've always believed that every sin can be connected back to pride in our lives if you allow your independence to cause you to be prideful. And I, I would say that an example of that I could use for my own, own life. So when I got sick and I had to have people drive me places, I still do, mm-hmm. by the way, I can't drop yet. I would hate to ask people. It just, I couldn't hardly do it because I just yeah. didn't want to have to ask people to take me anywhere. I, was, I didn't want to feel like a burden or an imposition because... Mm-hmm. If you take me somewhere, you got to take my wheelchair with you, with us. And, and so after many people, Heather included, had to keep reminding me that, you know, this is a blessing for us to be able to help you Mm -hmm. and that not wanting to ask people and being too independent is prideful. And so when I begin to see it from that light, it helped me. I still struggle with the feelings that I have of being a burden and all of that, but I can't let that stop me from seeking out the help that I need. And I think that, you know, as Heather mentioned already about You know, if you have the means to do things, you need to be doing them yourself Mm -hmm. and take care of yourself. And when you don't, in my case, when I can't do things for myself and I have to depend on others for certain things, I can't let my, my need or my desire to be independent stop me from asking for help when I need it. And I think the other ways that independence can be bad is we've got a real move a foot right now for self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, I think the answer to every woman's problem is, oh, I think you just, you're not doing enough self-care in your life. So that self-care can look a lot of different ways and, and can take on a lot of different activities, I guess, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. Some people want to take a spa day. and Some people just want to be left alone and go hole up in their room and tell the kids to go outside and play and don't bother me. And I don't think there's anything wrong with those kind of things. I think those are good. We we need to take times of rest. But if we allow self-care to become a priority over taking care of our basic needs. So if your kids are hungry and you haven't fed them because you're too busy having your me time in around the pool with your coffee or your family cup, then that's not good. Like your priority needs to be taking care, if you're a mom, for example, to take care of your children. And I think even for single people, we have to be careful that we don't spend so much time in self-care because that leads us back to navel gazing, which we covered Mm -hmm. in a previous episode, that we think too much of ourselves. Self-care sometimes can tip the scales to where you're thinking too much about how I take care of myself, and we don't think enough about how can we serve someone else. Mm -hmm. So I think we have to be careful with with self-care. Definitely not, it's not something you shouldn't do at all, but it's definitely something that can become more of a priority in your life than it needs to be. So Heather, as a single woman, how has independence been good and bad for you? It's been good due to the fact that I have been able to support myself financially,
1: been able to, to work and to take care of my needs. Of course, all my, everything I've, I have comes from the Lord. I recognize that he's given me a good job and he's given me what I need to be able to, to buy groceries and to To support my my cat and all his (laughs) demands but especially the single person and a single woman knowing that you're the sole breadwinner and you're taking care of yourself and there's really no one else of course you can lean on your church and your friends and your family but a lot of times you are leaning on yourself to take care of a lot of the physical needs being responsible and keeping those commitments that helps me that's the I guess what you can say is the good part about taking care of yourself when we we talk about... I, I don't like the term self-care. I think that's <laughs> way overused. But when you take care of yourself in a good way, that mm-hmm. does allow you to be able to... That frees me up to be a blessing to other people. The bad thing about that is when you feel like you've got everything under control and you might plan things out expecting things to turn out a certain way and then it doesn't work out according to plan and you're then you're left up a creek because you didn't ask for help. Kind of a more minor example, I guess, is... Two apartments ago, I, like, this is a long time ago, I decided I didn't want to burden anybody. I was relatively new to my church and didn't want to bother anybody to ask them for help to move into my new apartment at the time. And so I decided I'm going to do it all myself. And so I, I got a truck to come get my furniture so I didn't have to mess with the furniture. But then I just did all the boxes because I was moving within the city. So I just took, like, a hundred trips back and forth mm-hmm moving all my boxes myself. I did everything by myself. I didn't ask anybody for help. I was exhausted and worn out, and that was right before I got diagnosed with celiac disease, so I wasn't feeling good. Mm -hmm. I didn't know why, and I was stressed out, and the previous landlord was giving us some, my roommate and I at the time, he was giving us a lot of grief, and so that was just a really bad decision, and I swore to myself after Mm -hmm. that that I would never do that again, and I wasn't up a creek in a sense, but there was a moment where I was trying to, they had installed my, the washing machine hose upside down. And so it was leaking all over the floor. Oh um, when they dear. Put it in. <laughs> so I was trying to fix it myself and I was having problems. I couldn't, I couldn't get it. And then I got stuck behind the washing machine because there was I mean, it was this small little utility room. Mm. so I was in there stuck behind the washing machine. I didn't really have a way to get out to where I could keep the washing machine plugged in. I had to like unplug it to be able or take the hose off to be able to get out. It was just this big ordeal. And I just stood there behind the washing machine and just sobbed because I was <laughs> like, I'm so tired. I can't get out from behind the washing machine. Oh. <laughs> so eventually I got out, but... When you have big, big tasks like that, it's just not good to do them on your own if you don't have to, which I, there has been a lot of people that would have helped me if I had just asked and Mm -hmm. I was too prideful or just thought, oh, I can do it by myself.
0: Heather, what do you think your favorite part as a single person, you know, we're, we have to be independent in a lot of ways just because like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. all the reasons, what would you say as a single person, as a single woman, what do you think your favorite part about your personal independence is for you I think just the freedom
1: of being able to do what I would like to do at the time I want to do it Mm -hmm. so if I if I've got the the time and the resources to to make a trip to take a trip somewhere I can do that Mm -hmm. I really don't have any responsibilities other than my cat so as long as he's taken care of I'm good and I, I enjoy that about being single there's not You don't really have to answer to anyone in terms of your schedule Mm -hmm. unless you you work. You know, you work for, you're expected at certain deadlines and stuff to be at work at a certain time. But you're not held to a family who's expecting you to be there all the time. Mm -hmm.
0: What about you? I would say for me, it's probably the fact that I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. Kind of what you said there's sometimes in the past three years i've had a lot of a lot of times where i've had people with me a lot and so you know my, my time kind of wasn't my own and meaning like if i had home health coming in and all that stuff and there's something to be said about just not having to answer to anybody except the lord of course and being able to do what you want to do when i get up in the morning i don't have to worry about another person it's just me and Mm -hmm. quite honestly I've been single for so long because I've been single my whole life that I just begin to think I don't know how I would have some another person in my life because you know I'm used to doing things without asking you know or making sure that it's not contradictory to what he's doing or conflicting with what he's doing Mm -hmm. I'm just living life so I think I don't I think I would say I don't realize that I have that freedom that I kind of take it for granted because I'm single and it sort of ties back to a lot of times we take our freedom in this country for granted yeah because we have a lot of freedoms so many other places do not and we just kind of take it for granted because we have mm-hmm. it and I feel that kind of that same way as a single person that I have a lot of freedom and I, I want to use it for the good but I do I do like the fact that I have that personal freedom and I know that you know one day I may not and want to enjoy it today so you asked
1: me a minute ago how independence has been good and bad for you so how would you answer that question
0: my independence looked a lot different before I became an amputee Mm -hmm. I was able to drive and work and you know do a lot of things on my own except for maybe the more heavy-duty jobs and such but I felt very independent and I was on the go all the time now that I'm an amputee and I'm still learning to walk and get used to my prosthetic i feel like my independence now is really has come down to the point of can i walk across the floor to get something out of the refrigerator can i carry it with my walker back to the table i look at little things that in my life now that i see as the good things of independence that i took for granted before like you take for granted that you can get up out of a chair and walk across the floor to do something Mm -hmm. and I don't feel like I take that for granted now because I know that for me the energy and the exertion it takes to do something is a big deal because I have a prosthetic and until I get more used to it it's everything is a is a chore so being independent I think I would not be progressing in my rehab as an amputee if I wasn't independent wanting to get my More independence back. Mm -hmm. So that I think is good because it motivates me to keep working and to keep doing. Like this week I realized I wasn't really walking as much at home as I probably should have been. And so now I'm motivated to do that so Mm -hmm. I can work up to the next challenge that I've got to face with um, walking in my rehab. Now where it's bad is that sometimes my independence can make me do things I don't need to do. Which takes us to our one single thought, which is don't get jazzy that Beth Blackwell created. She's a good friend of ours. And when I was home alone, especially in the beginning of all this, and I would talk, she would call me and I would, she'd ask me what I was doing. And I would say, well, I'm, you know, in the closet getting clothes out. She was like, what are you doing? Like, don't get jazzy. Don't get, don't try to do something you can't do. And so anytime she wants to remind me that I need to be careful, I need to think through before I do something, she'll say, now don't get jazzy. Don't show off. Don't show off. That's <laughs> what that means. You're going to get yourself in trouble. Yes. And that happened to me. So I had lost about 50 pounds during this journey, not the right way. And since then, I've gained it all back especially being in a chair the majority of time, you don't get the exercise. So I've been trying to do some adaptive adaptive exercises and now I'm trying to walk more in hopes that it will help, you know, shed some pounds. But I was very concerned about how much I weighed. So one day I went into the bathroom, my extra (laughs) guest bathroom that has the scale, and I walked in with my walker and I went to step up on it. And for whatever reason, it just wasn't registering because of my right leg which is the prosthetic leg had a hard time getting up onto the Mm -hmm. to the scale now this was my previous prosthetic my knee was locked and so I don't know what I was thinking because we're taught in every rehab session if you're gonna go upstairs you go up with your good foot down with your bad and you remember that because heaven is up and that's good and hell (laughs) is down and that's bad I was getting I was trying to get the my right foot on the scale enough so that it would register Even though I can't really like let go of, I'd have to hold the wall or something. It it was close to, it was close enough. Well, dumb me decided to step up on the scale with my right leg, which is my bad leg. And I completely fell backwards Mm. into the floor and uh, it was terrible. I had to take my leg off, scoot myself all the way across the house to where my wheelchair was. I had to use the recliner to get up from the floor Mm. and it took probably 45 minutes to do all of that. And it was bad. And that's where my independence got me in trouble. I didn't need to be doing that without somebody here or without somebody with me. And I could wait to get myself weighed. That's no problem. I was too obsessed with that. So I think sometimes our pride interferes with things like that, because Mm -hmm. I'm prideful that I want to lose my weight, I got to know how much I weigh so that I can monitor that. And instead of doing that, I ended up falling in the floor, which didn't help matters. So I really think that pride, as I mentioned earlier with asking people for rides, really interferes with our ability to ask for help. And we have to remember that we shouldn't try to be too independent. There, this is a balance. It's not, no. you can't be in, independent at all because people will treat you differently because you're just, you never have an opinion, you're never going to stand up for something. Or you can be too independent to where you allow yourself to let pride take control so we have to balance it and we have to make sure we're balancing Mm -hmm. it in the right way. So Heather, what are things to think about as we age? As we get older, Mm -hmm. what should we think about in regards to independence? Well, we need to remember that it's inevitable
1: as we become older that at some point we're going to experience some kind of Loss of physical or even a mental independence—that's going to go away. It's going to diminish at some some level. So it could happen when you're 60 or when you're not 100. Uh-huh. So it could happen at any point, or even younger than 60. I mean, we know some people who've had premature issues, but it's just important as we're young and when we do still have our um, faculties about us that we start adjusting our mindsets about that early on. So like you've rose you you've had a lot of practice lately of being put in the position where you have to ask for help and so it's right. really good to start doing that when you do need help And when you you know if you're single or you live alone it's it is hard to ask for rides when you need them or mm-hmm. to ask for assistance if you need help cleaning your house for some reason or whatever it might be moving furniture or if you have a family you don't want to bother your neighbors because you know they've got kids and you just don't want them your house is a mess and you don't want them to come over and judge you or whatever but we shouldn't be afraid to ask for help when we need it and so it's good to be practicing that early and often keeping a balance because you don't want to burden you really don't want to overburden people you, right. you need to know when you are being lazy and you're not you're, you're not taking responsibility when mm-hmm. you're able to but when there's situations where you do really need help and maybe your family can't help you you can start going to your church and saying, hey, you know what, I'm really struggling right here. I need need some help. Can you come over and help me? Then we talked last time about Lindsay. She was talking about having to go clean out her mom's stuff mm-hmm. after, you know, after she's passed away. So she's got to go do that. And so this is a perfect opportunity where she can say, hey, I need help. And she's mm-hmm. mentioned this too, you know, I going to need your help, your emotional support as we go through all this stuff. So. Right. Um, I think it's good to start doing that early when you still have your your independence. Mm-hmm. So when you get older, you're not afraid to and you're not too prideful to do that.
0: Well, I can give an example. Mm-hmm. When I was in rehab, I had someone come and just replace the floor the flooring so mm-hmm. that I had easier flooring to wheel on. And that required my whole house to be packed up. Well, the biggest majority of it, not all of it, but a big chunk of it. Mm -hmm. And so my third bedroom and my patio room was where tons of stuff were stored. So we had some of our ladies from our BFG, our ladies class, came. Linda Bertram kind of organized it and, and said, okay, who could come? We're going to clean out our patio room, and there were probably six or eight people here, mm-hmm. and within a couple of hours, we knocked it out, and it was unbelievable, and I wasn't able physically to help, but what I did do is say, okay, you know, I want to plan a Saturday soon where I'll say, hey, I'm going to buy pizza, and anybody who wants to come and help from mm-hmm. my ladies' class can help, and we'll be able to hopefully knock it out pretty quickly, That's another thing if, like you said, Heather, if we do it before we get to that stage of we're older and maybe mentally not all there, you know, all of those things, we'll be more prepared for down the road if we do it now. It's not as hard to do. And doing stuff like, hey, I'll buy pizza if you all come help or I'll have lunch ready or whatever if you're able to physically do that.
1: And I think if, if you struggle with asking for help, if it's a pride issue for you, I think it's important. And I'm talking to myself here mm-hmm. as well because I struggle with this. But this is where you start confessing to the Lord. Okay, I've got a sin in this area. I'm prideful. I don't want to ask for help. I know I should. I'm afraid to. I'm afraid of being judged. I'm afraid of what people are going to think about me. I'm afraid of bothering people. Or I'm afraid I'm going to look like I don't know what to do that i'm stupid pray about that first and ask for him to change your attitude and your heart about it to give you the courage to go ask for help when you need it for in, us independent people it's really good to to start there and realizing independence is good to a certain point but it can, it can be sinful and we have to be careful that it doesn't go in that direction mm-hmm. so we're not we're not to get jazzy right. don't get jazzy rose don't get jazzy rose share
0: with us your one random thought So my one random thought or my one singing thought is let freedom ring. Okay. So (laughs) the one random thought is let freedom ring. We're going to talk today about the Liberty Bell. So the Liberty Bell rang often during the time when it was functional. It's not right now. It doesn't ring. It's just Mm -hmm. kind of a symbol of our freedom there in Philadelphia. Between 1753 and 1846, The bell tolled for a lot of people and a lot of different occasions. It rang to mark the signing of the Constitution, and it rang for the deaths of Benjamin Franklin, George Washington, Alexander Hamilton, and Thomas Jefferson. Hmm. It is a little-known fact, but a magazine writer in 1847 made up the story of the bell ring on the first Independence Day. So that is just a myth. Hmm. So yeah, let freedom ring. It did. It was tapped on D Day. On D Day. Yeah, they they didn't the ring actual D Day. The actual D Day, nineteen okay.
1: forty four okay. on D Day. They did tap the. They didn't ring it, but they did tap it. Interesting. You can hear that online. You can look it up.
0: I'll have to link that in the show mm-hmm. notes. That's interesting. So it's, it's pretty.
1: Yeah. It's pretty cool. That is cool. But yeah, it's kind of weird that they didn't ring it on
0: on Independence Day. And we use it as a symbol of our freedom. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Interesting. So, Heather, what's our one Ricky thought today?
1: My one Ricky thought is sentences I never thought I would say. (laughs) (laughs) And for now, my sentence is don't kick the fish head under there. I got Ricky, I was trying to experiment with different treats, trying to get him something with higher value to help with training, something that he would really go crazy after, and I realized that dried minnows are not it, because I thought, okay, basically, it's just a bag of dried, literally, they're just dried up, freeze-dried min- minnows, mm. fish, like, they, they're little fish with the heads and everything, and they're just shriveled they up. Are they crunchy? Yeah, they're just cool. dried up, and um, <laughs> and a lot of cats really like them, because basically it's just a whole fish, you uh-huh. know, and there are these little fish in a bag. So I'm like, oh, maybe he'll really like these. So I, I get the minnows, and I, I put it down on the floor, and he just kind of looks at it and looks up at me like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and so I think, well, maybe if I break off a piece of it for smaller bites, he will want to eat it, so... I break off a piece, which was the top of it, which was the minnow head. I break I it know. off, which was kind of gross, but I broke <laughs> off the head and I put it on. Ricky had jumped up on the counter. And so I put it up there and he kind of looked at it and then he pawed at it and kicked it off onto the floor <laughs> and jumps down like, okay, maybe he's going to eat it. Cause sometimes he'll do that. He'll, he'll want to chase the treat, So right. he'll kind of kick it around Well, instead of eating the tree, he proceeds to kick the fish head around the floor like a soccer ball and (laughs) kicks it, tries to kick it underneath a cabinet where I have some china in this little hutch I have, Mm -hmm. which when you get things slid under there, you can't get them out unless you have like a ruler or something. So it's a lot of work. If he kicks treats under there, I have to dig them out. And I really didn't want to. So I heard myself say, (laughs) don't kick the fish head under there. (laughs) so how big is a a
0: dried minnow how many inches
1: Only like three inches they're small they're not very big but they're bigger bigger than like his
0: mouth like he would have to eat them probably in pieces he would have to chew them up yeah Yeah, yeah.
1: but a lot of cats I've seen Mm -hmm. really like dried minnows because they're a fish they look like fish they smell like fish Ricky will not have anything to do with it he's very particular
0: about his so you know what I think it is like he's a bougie cat and he yeah. likes the salmon, uh-huh. but he likes it prepared, right? Yeah. He doesn't like he doesn't like to see fish in its purest form. I guess so. <laughs> well, I
1: tried softening it up with water, too, and... Didn't matter. It. No. Mm. Whatever. I kind of don't blame him. I don't think I would want to eat a fish head. So now I have a whole bag of dried minnows that I'm going to have to give away. I'm going to give them to my cat sitter, I think, for her cat,
0: because... Oh, nice. Well, yeah, hopefully her I, cat eats them. Hopefully he'll eat them, but... Yeah.
1: Anyway, what is our one single question?
0: Our one single question today relates to July 4th, mm. which many of you all might be doing this as you're listening. But this is sort of the season for cookouts. So our one yes. single question is, what is your favorite cookout food? I really love me a good hamburger, like mm. most
1: people. Mm-hmm. Lately, I've been really wanting baked beans. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. So I went to Meyer yesterday and bought me a can of baked beans just because I really wanted some baked beans. Hamburger with some baked beans, potato salad, or french fries. Mm -hmm. Which you don't do many cookouts with french fries. We always get potato chips and I'm always disappointed. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, good hamburgers. It's pretty good. What about you?
0: You know, I would have to say that I like a good hot dog for a cookout. Now, I do like a good hamburger. A cookout hamburger is delicious. Mm -hmm. But I do like... A cookout hot dog because it just tastes better than a hot dog you make at home. And I'm not a fancy hot dog eater. Just a little yeah. mustard and I'm good to go. I do love potato salad. I like potato chips or tortilla chips to go with it. Mm-hmm. And so those are probably, if, I, if I'm looking at what my cookout plate would be and that's that's what it would be. Good potato salad, a good hot dog, and some good chips. Tortilla chips, potato chips. Because nothing says independence like a good cookout.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not really a hot dog person unless it's, they're grilled
0: and they're mm-hmm. like crispy. You know, yeah. I've done made. hot dogs in the microwave. Mm-hmm. And you they know, explode. they explode. You gotta, you gotta poke them a little bit. But mm-hmm. usually, you know, when people do a hot dog at a cookout, they usually get the big old hot dogs mm-hmm. that fill up the whole hot dog bun. Yeah. Yeah. I like that.
1: Okay, well, that wraps up our episode for today. We're going to take an extra week off because I'm going to be traveling and just so we're not rushing to get our podcast done. We want to make sure we give it the attention it needs. Yes, quality, quality people. We're all about quality. So we're going to take a little break, but we'll be back with you on July 25th in three weeks.
0: And until next time, don't follow your heart, follow God. We hope you've enjoyed One Single Thought. Our theme music is provided by Lindsey Cook, and we're so happy you joined us. Please be sure to share this episode with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. We'd love it if you'd rate and review our podcast so more people can find us and join our tribe of listeners.